I can't tell you how happy and excited I am that my five-day boot camp freaking sold out, you guys. I am overwhelmed with the response. I am so happy. I even have a student coming down from New York to come see me and spend five days with me learning how to cake, decorate and bake from scratch. Um, and the demand was like so overwhelming that I actually opened up a new date and it's going to be in July. And I'm going to tell you all about it. I mean, I'm so excited. If you didn't get a chance to sign up for the five-day boot camp for the month of June, hit me up for the month of July. Only four spaces are going to be available because I really want to just have that attention to detail to each and every one of my students. In this five-day bootcamp, my goal is to transform you from a hobby baker to a cake designer. That sounds beautiful, doesn't it? We spend the first day baking from scratch. We're going to make buttercream and simple syrup. We'll also spend another day making fondant from scratch in different colors. Each recipe used in class is yours to take home. And I'm going to add some bonus recipes too. So even though we're not going to make all the recipes, but at least you'll get them and you'll be able to make them at home with the full instructions and details um, on how to make it. You will decorate a one-tier buttercream cake and you will stack and decorate a two-tier fondant cake. And you're going to learn proper structuring and how to achieve those coveted sharp edges. So in total, you're going to be taking two cakes home. Another day is dedicated to making fondant figures and we'll also create all other edible decorations, including some with the Rice Krispie treats and we're going to be using those for our final project. In between all this jam-packed learning, we will discuss the business of baking and on the final day, we'll spend hours on how I keep my schedule organized and efficient, cake tastings, pricing, flavor menu, and we will have time for Q&As. So if you've been itching to ask me those questions, this will definitely be your chance to get it right from the horse's mouth. I've spent years mastering the craft of being a cake designer, and I strive to teach others how to reach new skills and confidence. You no longer have to wait for months to learn the basics. You will feel confident enough to start making a profit from the comfort of your home. All supplies will be provided along with refreshments for all five days. Each student will take home written instructions, my very own recipe book, two fully decorated cakes, and best of all, a new career and a clear path to opportunities as a cake decorator. Again, only four students will be accepted for personalized attention to each student. A $200 non-refundable deposit, non-transferable deposit is required. And the final payment is due June 25th. So you guys, if you're interested, hit me up. Go to the link on this show and sign up. You won't regret it. You're listening to Baking a Boss, a podcast for the modern Latina cake designer. I didn't always dream of having my own business as a cake designer, but when my son was diagnosed with autism, I left my job to be a full-time mom and housewife. But being the independent Latina that I am, I needed more. So I discovered a passion for cake decorating, business, and marketing strategies. I was able to turn a hobby into a six-figure income working from home, and now it is my mission to help Latinas like you turn their hobby into a profitable business from the comfort of your home. Join me as we discuss topics common in our community and listen as I bring you a new perspective on life, business, money mindsets, and what it takes as a Latina woman to be successful in an extremely saturated industry. All of this with a sweet side of azúcar. Let's get started. In this career and journey of having a cake business, I want to say that everything that you have done has led you to where you are today, right? Sometimes while we're going through like the motion of things, we don't really understand how like one thing can lead you to the other and to the other. But then when you look back, you think, wow, um, yeah, it all makes sense now how I went through that situation only to get to where I am today. Um, so as I have spoken in the previous podcast, um, I did have the opportunity to own a storefront. Um, only, only it was short-lived. You guys know the story. If you haven't heard that, go back one episode and I talk about that experience. Um, 
But if I really want to dig deeper into how I have come to be the designer that I am and the businesswoman that I am today, there's a part of my story that I... I don't think I've told or I don't know why I seem to have forgotten and I forgot how I felt in that moment and I'm going to share that with you right now. It was about four years into my cake business and I was really just tired. I was exhausted. I was like not making any money. Obviously, I was not pricing things correctly. I was overworked. Um, My policies were not in place. I didn't have a concrete contract to protect me um i didn't have the policies that i have today the organization that i have today and i felt like i was missing out on my kids so much um because again i didn't have that separation of business and personal family time and so one day um i don't know like if craigslist is still a thing right now but i remember then i searched on craigslist and i thought let me see if there's like any jobs job openings out there Um, and my background is real estate property management um, and sales in the hospitality um, like in sales and catering and things like that which is so interesting now that I say that because being my first job ever was at the Hyatt in the Orlando airport Um, and I was in the sales and event and catering department and that experience that I I acquired then has given me the experience for the event industry it's like it's so insane how God kind of plans your path and you don't even realize it um so I was looking for work in that in that area I just knew that I didn't want to continue working for myself I just wanted to work a nine to five and cash my check every Friday and have my weekends off with my children um, and come home at a reasonable time, have my house clean, etc., etc. So as I was looking, I found a, a listing for a bakery that was looking for a cake decorator and it was pretty decent times. It was 10 o'clock in the morning till 6 p.m., you didn't have to provide anything. They provided everything for you. You just came in, you did your job and you left. And, you know, and I thought, okay, well, it may not be like in sales, but it's kind of relative to what I have been doing for the past four years. Um, and who knows, maybe this is a good way for me to, to be and a good, a good start. So I, I applied, I got called right away. I did the interview. I had to cover a cake and fondant, make a bow, um, I passed it, they came back, they offered me the position. And then I started the next day. So what happened to that? The bakery is still is still very much alive. It's in Soto. If you're in the Orlando area, you probably know exactly which bakery I'm talking about. Um, and I worked there for only six days. I got paid $300 (laughs) and I worked only for six days. I received on Sunday night a text message from the owner that she no longer needed my services and that it was best for us to part our ways. And I asked her, did I do something wrong? What happened? And she said that simply it wasn't working out because there could only be one boss. And I was like, okay, which was interesting to me because I never went over her at all. I did everything that I was told. There was a cake decorator there that was a senior cake decorator and she was above me. And I just listened to everything that she told me. I did everything that she told me to do. I didn't question anything. Um, But I just want to say... I was there for only six days. It was crazy because it was the shortest job I've ever had in my entire life. But I acquired so much experience of hands-on experience of what it was like to run a bakery, hands-on, from suppliers to organization to dealing with customers. Everything was done through email. 
at that time I was doing everything through text message and everything got lost in translation it was just a mess I was a mess my business was a mess and I saw the way that they organized everything I saw how they make their cakes I saw how they make their fillings I saw the shortcuts that they took in order to have a successful business the way that they did their samples the way that they did their cupcakes everything I learned everything that you can possibly imagine of what it's like running a business a storefront okay and as soon as I decided that I didn't want to make cakes and I got hired for this bakery I stopped marketing myself and I didn't get not one phone call not one single phone call not one single text message from any clients I had not announced that I was done making cakes I had not announced it. I honestly, I didn't do that. I was just like, I just started, I just started this job and that was it. And so I had no business. So when she fired me through text message, which was really petty, I want to say, um, and really didn't give me a reason why she fired me. It wasn't because I did anything wrong. I didn't overstep. As a matter of fact, I remember specifically that for a, a couple of times she would come up to me and she would tell me you need to make sure that you sweep every day before you go and one of the girls saw me sweeping and she's like what are you doing and I said I'm sweeping the bakery and she's like that's not part of your job we have cleaners here to do that and I said oh well so and so told me that I have to do that and I took that as she was trying to humiliate me um and she knew that I owned a business before coming there. So I felt like she wanted to prove her, like she's superior to me, um, which is fine. She was marking her territory and that's fine. I could respect that. I do not respect the way that she went about it, but that's a different situation. But the point is that I had no work and I told my husband this was on a Sunday night and I told my husband Eric I stopped marketing myself I have no money coming in for next week and he's he just looked at me and he said you have to trust God and I thought okay I kid you not when I tell you not even 15 minutes had passed when I got a phone call of this lady that she needed a cake for that Friday right away she sent payment and everything was set and done and for the next couple of days i received a lot more orders and i have a photo of the orders that came in for that week i went from having no orders to having five orders and that week i was able to make five hundred dollars now at that time five hundred dollars for me was pretty good and the point of the story is though that I was where I needed to be and I feel like God allowed me to go through that situation number one to prove to me that I'm not working for anybody that I need to be able to work for myself always even to this day sometimes I get tired and sometimes I'm like I want to throw in the towel and I want to have my weekends back and I want to have my evenings back um and the nine to five seems kind of like an easy thing but it doesn't give me that thrill and I'm like sometimes I get tempted to go back into corporate America but then I'm like no I can't I can't I've come too far I've worked too hard for for this um so God was teaching me a couple of lessons number one is to depend on him always I went from having no orders to having five orders in a matter of three days and Number two, I got the experience of what it's like to actually run a storefront. One-on-one, -on -one, hands-on experience. I didn't have to go to school for that. As a matter of fact, I got paid to be there for that week. I got paid for my services and I learned so much in those six days of things that I would do, things that I wouldn't do. The things that I didn't want to do when I had a shop. The things that I would like to do when I had a store. And I wrote everything down. I wrote everything down because I knew that one day I was going to be able to open a store. And I wanted to be ready in that aspect. 
So there were little things. For instance, her staff came in with flip-flops and short shorts and just t-shirts. Like nobody had a uniform and they didn't have to pull their hair up when they were working on the cakes or anything like that. Like I'm okay with like not using gloves um, as long as you're constantly washing your hands, that's fine. But you have to put your hair up at least, tie it up um, or put it behind your ears. Um, and when I had to shop, my girls had to be in uniform. I mean, it's just a representation. You, you want to know who is, you know, working there and who is not. Flip-flops was an absolutely no-no. Everybody had to wear sneakers. So it was just one of those things. And, um, it was a few things that I saw that I didn't want to bring into my store. But I realized that I went through that experience and I wonder why I forgot about that. Um, and as I'm starting to record this podcast, I'm remembering so much of that week. But I realized that that experience that I went through taught me those two things. It taught me how to run a bakery behind the scenes. And it taught me to depend on God 100% and to trust God 100% because the clients come to me not because of me and even though some people tell me Jaddy is you it's not me it's God through me and it's the doors that he opens for me and if I don't say that if I don't recognize that then my business is going to be at a standstill you only receive success because he allows it and he is the one that puts you in high places so I learned that from that experience. Fast forward to 2021, I had the opportunity to open a shop. And even though it was short-lived and it was only for seven months, I did get so much experience from that situation. And now I'm able to see, okay, I would actually make changes of how I went about things and how I did things. And not only in the commercial real estate, which by the way, commercial real estate sucks, um, it's awful, but now I'm able to start getting a clear vision of, okay, that was a good school. Basically it was university one-on-one. What are we gonna do for next time? Because there will be a next time. Since the last podcast that I, talk to you guys and I said that yeah I'm gonna this is for my listeners and this is for me to help other people but at the same time I'm using it as a venue to express myself and to put my ideas into like you guys are my diary pretty much um I decided that I am gonna do this again I am gonna open a shop again it's just gonna be different than the first time and I'm not quite sure how I'm gonna go about it I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it. And I'm just right now in the process of writing things down. Um, I just told my mom about it and I just told my husband about it. I haven't told anybody, well, except for all my listeners now. Um, But like the intricate details, I've only discussed it with my my mom and my husband. Um, But yeah, we're going to do this again. And the first thing that I did was like, it was the craziest thing because I was reflecting on the last podcast um, as I was driving around running my errands and whatnot. And I had this feeling in my heart and I couldn't explain it. And I felt like I'm ready to go at it again. I feel like I have healed from that situation. Even though my husband at first, when we first moved back home from the bakery, he was like, you're going to do it again. And I said, no, I don't think I am. I really think I'm done. Like I tried it. I experienced it. I'm done. It didn't work out. I'm just going to continue working from home. And you guys, there's absolutely nothing wrong with working from home. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But even though I suppressed those feelings of, I don't want to do this again, I really strongly feel like it's the fear of it getting like I went through so much emotionally and I cried so much and even for a year after I was still very sad about it and it's just now I feel like that passion that fire that's in my heart I can't get rid of it and when God puts the desire in your heart like that you have to go with it but this time 
I'm going to trust him to pave the way for me 100%. I'm going to trust that his ways are better than mine. And he's going to put me in rooms where I need to be. He's going to put me in conversations where I need to be. My name is going to be mentioned in conversations and rooms, even when I'm not there, where it needs to be. And I've seen his hand move so much, especially in the last like four weeks like I wish I could tell you everybody everything but I can't I have to keep some things to myself for now for the time being but you have to trust God 100% so I am going to do this again I don't know when I'm putting myself a timeline of I want to say two years but again this is all in God's hands right so home bakery versus storefront so let's get into the nitty-gritty of what that was like and i'm going to compare the pros and the cons and this is in no way to deviate anybody from their feelings this is in no way of putting any fear in anybody this is just you have to decide what is best for you and what is best for your business okay i've been completely content being at home baking and cake decorating and I'm in my room I'm in in my bakery room and I'm in my zone and I am like I'm loving it um but there's pros and cons to everything okay so number one freedom of choosing a schedule working in a storefront I had to be there by 8 a.m uh but my baker was there by 7 a.m making the cupcakes for the day right because we had in my store, I decided that I wanted to have fresh cupcakes every day uh, because I wanted the flow of the traffic and I wanted to have to-go cakes. So like I called them back then to-go cakes. So basically they were already decorated and everything just came in, you picked them up and you left. But they were all one same flavor. Um, now I call them express cakes where they're available with a 24 hour notice and you can actually choose the flavor and you can choose your colors. So there's, a difference there right um but sometimes i would work 12 hour schedules like sometimes even more sometimes i would have to come in at four or five in the morning um and i had a 30 minute commute so i had to be up like if i wanted to be up by if i wanted to be at the shop by 4 a.m i had to be up by 3 a.m to get ready and everything um and then be there by 4 a.m so you know, that wasn't any fun. At least here, if I have to wake up really early, like I still sometimes have to wake up at 4 a.m. Like just this Saturday, I woke up at 4.30 a.m. because I had to do some last minute stuff for some orders that I had for Saturday. And this week just went, I was super organized this week, but even though I was super organized, I had some appointments and things like that, that kind of took away from my business. Um, and I'm the type of that I'm super productive in the morning. I'd rather wake up super early than go to bed super late. Um, I will not work after a certain time because my body would just shut down and I will not do my best work. I'd rather go to sleep. Even if it's four hours, I feel refreshed and then I can go back at it the next day super early. But at least I'm home. So if I'm home, um, I just get up, I wash my teeth, wash my face, change my clothes have some coffee and then I can get started you know I go from waking up to getting started in about 20 minutes now before you know for me to get over there by 4 a.m I had to get up at 3 a.m that was brutal you guys and it happened quite a bit and it wasn't even like right now if like I wake up at 4 30 and by I woke up at 4 30 a.m and by 5 30 p.m I was done with my work day on Saturday and I even came home like I had two deliveries in the morning and then I was home by two and then I took a nap from two to about four and then I got up, got ready for my third delivery. So I actually was able to take a nap in between. You can't do that at a storefront. <laughs> you can't take a nap unless you have an office and I didn't have an office, you guys. And that is the one thing that I said that when I had a storefront, I wanted to have an office with an area where we had like a little lounging area like little like a sofa and whatnot even like a pull-out couch where if you're just tired and you need to 
take some time to relax you can and I didn't have that literally I had like a little corner in the same kitchen and it was always hot back there because the oven was on and whatnot so that alone wasn't it wasn't in my vision of what I wanted like it you know like I had said specifically when I bought my house I wanted my house to have certain features and we found the house exactly how I wanted it where my my bakery or my cake shop didn't have exactly what I wanted um my idea was also to have a separate area where um we had kind of like a like a kid area because my plan was to be able to employ women that have children that are not at school age, like toddlers and babies. And we could prepare that area and we could pay a caretaker from everybody's paycheck, but obviously it would be like one caretaker for all the kids and all the babies. And it would be a way for them to still pay this one person a set, uh, a set, um, how you say that? A set paycheck or pay rate or whatever, not per child but per hour, like a school teacher type of thing. That way, the moms can still make money and save money and be able to make a living because I understand that daycare, childcare, literally drains people. Who could pay two hundred dollars a week for a daycare when you're only making four hundred dollars? a week like that's insane to me so that's where my mind was and I can't believe that I let go of that so quickly like I feel like anything that comes too quickly it's probably will go really quickly and that's probably what happened to me it wasn't within the vision that God had put in my heart so even though he did open the doors in a sense he did open the doors but it was for me to get the experience of what I will not do again and the vision that I had was I didn't want it to be just a bakery um like like a traditional bakery I wanted it to be where I could employ women um, that have children because I know what that's like to want to go out there and work and make a living and make money because you need to, but you can't because you have babies and the cost of daycare is insane. So, um, yeah, so that was that was part of it, right? So, digressing, the store um, where I was had to be open. Uh, during certain time frames because of the location so they had certain restrictions you could not oh you could not be open until I think it was like after 10 or something that you could not be open at 10 p.m um but you had to be open every single day now how they didn't catch me not opening on Sundays and Mondays I have no idea to be quite honest because I technically I was supposed to but I never did um so we were open uh 10 a.m to 6 p.m Tuesday to Friday, and then Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, and then I would have classes sometimes on Sundays. So I was going on Sundays. And then um, Mondays, we I would sometimes have to come in because we were prepping for the week. Um, and we were shopping for supplies and whatnot. So I really didn't get time off. Honestly to God, I really didn't get any time off. Working from home, I don't have to be open, quote-unquote, during certain hours right I'm available through email always even on my days off I'm available through email if a person a client tells me hey can we hop on a call I would say sure I'm available on Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever like during my normal business hours right otherwise we can continue to email back and forth I have no problem with that because it doesn't kill me to just take my phone and email back um even when I'm hanging out with my kids or it like it's literally like a 30 second type of thing it's not like um like a phone like you have to really be on the phone all the time and take time away and you know that's just totally different um so via phone i'm only available tuesday to friday from 10 to 6 um and then pickups are strictly tuesday to friday 4 30 p.m to 6 p.m and saturday 10 a.m and i am definitely off sundays and mondays so like when i say i'm off it's like i don't answer phone calls i don't make deliveries um i don't make cakes period unless i'm super like this week uh, this coming week is brutal like I have so much work this coming week and even though nothing is due until 
Thursday. It's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I have to get my week started tomorrow, Monday. So uh, tomorrow, I have to start doing all my baking and my prepping and all that stuff. Um, but tech, but usually I have Sundays and Mondays off. So today is Sunday, um, and I'm just chilling. I'm doing my podcast, doing some laundry, self care, just lounging around. And later on, we're gonna watch movies with the boys and whatnot. So still have time off to be with my family. A lot more time off than I did um, when I was having the storefront. Um, at the store, um, like I said, even though we were closed on Mondays. We were still there prepping and stuff like that. Like I literally have the luxury from working from home that I don't have to do that. Um, also, I learned a lot that I, and this is something that I have to work on. I'm not very good at delegating. I feel guilty for delegating. And this is something that I need to work on. I think also I felt very guilty because the people that were working for me were my family members. And when it's family, um, it's very hard to tell them um, like what to do <laughs> and so it's not like they didn't respect me but I feel like um, it's just hard it's just very hard the only person to this day that I still work with and it's because I work very well with is my sister-in-law Stephanie um, and she's also like my assistant on a part-time basis or like a need basis she's the only one that I really get along with oh and my mom my mom loves to go to like the networking events so like I just let her be her social butterfly self and she's good <laughs> like I don't have to worry about her at all um so for the next time I will definitely hire people that are not um family members for sure that's just 100 um except for Stephanie if she still wants to come with me she can she can um so number two is the customer interaction is different for some reason working at home allows me to connect on a deeper level with my customers um whereas in the bakery i hardly saw anyone because i was always in the kitchen decorating and responding to quotes so stephanie was the one working the front and she was the one greeting the customer so she was pretty much the face like sometimes people will call and i would answer like if she was busy with someone at the front and i would answer the phone and they would say can i please talk to stephanie <laughs> and i was like oh yeah okay well you don't want to talk to the owner fine <laughs> i'll i'll take the i'll give the phone to stephanie um and that was funny because they would actually come to talk to her they loved her she's, she's very much like a people person she's very much um friendly and she's amazing so you if you are going to hire an assistant hire yourself as stephanie 100 um so basically the interaction was different so she got to experience the interaction the good and the ugly to be honest but i really didn't get to experience the interaction now i do i feel like i'm able to even facetime with my customers i do my consultations on facetime even when they say if they want to hop on a call i want to do facetime because i want to see them um i want to see their their faces their reactions i want to feed off of their uh, facial expressions as I am presenting to them ideas and concepts and my vision for their order um, and see them get excited because that makes me connect with them on a different level I used to not be like that I used to hate being on the phone and honestly to this day I do still hate being on the phone but I prefer facetiming them um, or video chatting like through zoom versus a phone call I don't know it's just my preference um and also uh a lot of the customers coming into the store like they would pick up their orders and stephanie was the one handing them the order so she was the one that got the appreciation and all that i didn't even though i was the one that was decorating all these damn cakes right now my customers come and pick up their cakes in my house and i get to see their reaction and i get to see like their appreciation and all that and it's just it fills me up it fills my cup like my cup overfloweth so much i love that part of my of my job um and also a lot of the customers coming to the store were incredibly rude i have to say that the level of respect from a store versus home is completely different i feel like people are more likely to create a scene in public versus 
a private residence like they will do that like i don't know if you guys have been to a store where you see a customer just going at it to the cashier to the cash register or the waiter or whatever like because it's a public space no one would dare make a scene in my house besides the fact that i have cameras everywhere and this is my private residence and i make it very clear it's a private residence please show some respect this is where my children live and i will have no problem shutting the door right in your face because this is my home if it was a store i would be a lot more hesitant to do that because they will cause a scene honestly but because it's my prior residence i could tell them to get out and they will be trespassing pretty much so um in that sense i feel a little bit more secure working from home than i do at the than i did at the store um it wasn't that we received a lot of that but for some reason people see public spaces as just the level of respect is different and i think it was also what we were putting out there um like being like too open to the public versus being a little bit more exclusive and that's going to be my next vision is going to be being a little more exclusive and i probably won't have the in and out of the like the same way that i did the bakery like i don't want to have cupcakes available every day i don't want to have express cakes available every day for people to just come by and pick up um i feel like the vision is going to be different to what i originally wanted i also allowed outside um voices and opinions dictate what my vision was because there's a difference between a bakery and a cake shop and what the vision of others was was a bakery where i would should even be selling like quesitos y pastelitos de guayaba y flan y tres leche and all that stuff where i don't like making all, any of that stuff i don't want to make any of that stuff i want to be exclusive to cake design i am a cake designer i am not a baker Um, I'm not a pastry chef either, and I've never claimed to be one. So the vision was different, you guys. Um, and I allowed outside voices to dictate that for me. Um, so when you go to a boutique, right, you were going to get something custom and couture, and you will not make a scene there. But if you go to a bakery, you're, like, you're more likely to make a scene. It's just what it is. And it's the kind of client that you attract as well um so that's it for customer interaction it's just very different um the vibe is different also let's talk about the overhead the overhead is a lot it's the difference is a lot okay um on a monthly basis i was paying 2100 for rent which in the area that i was in it was not a lot but again you guys understand the situation that i was in um they basically kind of tricked me into that only to hit me with a 6500 lease later on um and it's i haven't found anything like i started just skimming through what's out there in the commercial and the cheapest that i have found in the area that i'm thinking that i want to open has been 4100 which is kind of okay it's reasonable especially for the area um and now i see it like okay 4100 is actually a pretty good rate before i would see 4100 and i would like want to cry right so when they told me 2100 i was like okay well this is perfect i could pay 2100 um So it was $2,100 for rent, $800 in electricity and water. The way that the utilities for business was put together in the Winter Park location was that it was together. So uh, it came all in one same bill. So it was $800, sometimes $900 for electricity and water. Um, the business Wi-Fi was $75 and the phone service was $75. For payroll... I was paying about $3,000, maybe a little bit more, depending on how much work we had. I had a baker that was coming in in the morning, and she had a part-time. So she was only coming in three to four times a week. I'm sorry, two to four times a week, depending on how much we had. Um, and I had Stephanie. Stephanie was my highest paid because she was with me full-time. And then I had my cousin, Stephanie's um He's like my brother, Stephanie's husband. He would come in and do my deliveries on the weekend. And um, so those were my my three employees at the time. So between one thing and another, it was roughly between three and four thousand dollars in payroll alone. Okay. And it was just for them. That wasn't counting my payroll. So I would say it was around six thousand dollars a month for overhead cost. Um 
and this is just the utilities and whatnot this is not even counting maintenance okay for maintenance you had to estimate the pest control which i wanted them to come out instead of every three months i wanted them to come out on a monthly basis because i'd be damned if i saw a bug at the bakery i would totally freak out i just couldn't handle that and um the previous owner was not too keen on cleanliness so for me that was a very big issue um transforming the space to standards was a nightmare um to this day i have nightmares about how the conditions of the bakery before i took over it it was insane you guys like i don't even know how people bought from this girl before but anyways um later on she went to another location on international drive and she ended up closing there as well and i'm just like i don't know either you have to change yourself or just change your business because i don't know you keep making the same mistake in different locations basically but anyways that's another conversation um so i had pest control i had the hood inspection every six months um so in the time that we were there we did it twice we did it first when we had to get it up to code and then six months later um and we didn't need a hood let me just say this if you're gonna open a bakery storefront you don't need a hood okay because you're not gonna be frying you're not gonna be doing any of these crazy things you're basically just baking you don't need a hood for baking but the city of Winter Park has different restrictions. And the previous owner, she had taken that space from scratch and she put in a hood. She didn't know that she didn't need a hood. So she installed a hood. And once a hood is installed at a kitchen, a commercial kitchen, you have to keep it up to date. There's no way around it. Even if you're not gonna need it, you still need to have it, okay? So they had to come inspect every six months. And before, they came to inspect it i had to get hood cleaners to come in clean it out take out whatever grease that they found there was no grease obviously when they came for the second time because hello no frying or anything like that right it's just baking um they had to clean the walls of it they had to check the motor so that was a separate fee and then came the inspection and that was another fee and also we had to have ac repair for some reason the humidity in that space was insane um and they had to go up to the roof find out that there was a part that was broken in the ac we had to repair that as well and the freezer also needed to be repaired the girl that um was there before me she left pretty much she left a freezer and she left a display case and um so I, had, I was like, the freezer was still in perfect condition. It was just not, it was missing Freon and it was like some hoses were broken. So it was just cheaper for me to get it fixed than having to buy one. So that's what I did. And to this day, I kept the freezer. I kept anything that I found in there that I could still use and I repaired, I brought it home with me. <laughs> I didn't leave anything, I didn't leave anything in that space because I was like, I'm not gonna leave anything here. They took me out of here, I've already invested too much money. I want my my brother was so mad about the whole situation after i paid um almost two thousand dollars fixing the hood the hood needed um a new motor you guys and that was almost two thousand dollars between the parts and the labor it was madness even though i didn't need one it was for me that was insanity um so my brother was like Tú me avisas, yo tengo martillo y vamos para allá y sacamos eso y lo vendemos. Tú me avisas. And I'm like, gordito, tranquilízate. It's okay. It's not that serious. Let's just let it go. Let bygones be bygones and God will take care of the rest, right? So um, those were just the cost. I'm not even talking about the cost of having supplies. Um and buying the materials and tools and whatnot which added up it really it really did add up so in the time that we were there i spent about thirty thousand dollars you guys in like an eight month period it was a lot of money um working from home i just pay the utilities because i use the most of it so that's the one agreement that i came to with my husband is like he is the main provider for our family um because obviously his work is consistent his paycheck is consistent mine is not mine i make um different amounts of money on a weekly basis so i could count on a certain amount of money on a weekly basis that's for sure anything extra is just extra so I just put it into my budget that I take care of the utilities and I do also help with 
part of the mortgage because I do take two spaces of our home for my business. So, and these are tax write-offs too, okay? You guys heard that if you're business owners and you're homeowners, these are tax write-offs as well, okay? So, I have my bakery that's in my garage, so I take up that entire space and then we have a bonus room in the back and my husband uh, built a wall in that space so that half of the space is my office and then the other half of the space is the guest room slash gym kind of so um yeah so i pay partial mortgage because obviously i'm using both of those spaces um my home also runs on two different wi-fi's so we have our home wi-fi and then i have a business wi-fi that i have installed in my office the benefit of that is is also that um if we got a power outage or whatever or an internet outage or hurricane whatever it is um they will come to my house first to make sure that i have the services running versus because i'm a business so they put businesses uh priority first okay um and so that's pretty much it for working from home. Um, I have a part-time assistant. You guys know that I've already said this. Stephanie comes on and she helps me every now and then. Um, especially like if I have big orders, um, I have her come in and sometimes she does deliveries for me, just kind of depending on my schedule and her schedule because Stephanie does work a full-time job as well. Um, if you have a store, you have to hire help. There's just no way around it. I know these girls um, in Kissimmee, they own a bakery. They're the sweetest ladies. They're so amazing, but it's just them too. And they run the front and the back and they do everything by themselves. Tell me partially it's because it's very hard to find help. It really is hard to find reliable help. Um, but I think it's even harder to work by yourself, to do everything by yourself, running a bakery by yourself, like a store by yourself. It's just very, very hard, I, I feel like. Um, so you have to hire someone. You need to have someone to run the front. You need a baker. You need a dishwasher. You need a delivery person and an assistant. You cannot run everything on your own when you have a storefront, not at the same level as you would because as when you're working from home. Even now, I don't know how I do what I do, you guys. Like, honestly, this week alone, I had... 10 cake orders and then I had two sample box orders so it was 12 orders in total I had four deliveries this week I've sent out multiple contracts like it was it's been insane multiple contracts I've had so many consultations this week so many phone calls so many email inquiries sending quotes and um it's just been and then I did some shopping in between. I have my school, my kids in school that I have to also do the school running around and everything. I had some personal errands that I had to run. Um, yeah, I don't know how I'm doing everything right now. And I'm pretty sure that you guys are on the same boat. Like sometimes you're like, Jesus, I'm tired. I'm tired. Like I'm, I'm freaking tired. <laughs> you know, so um, I know that I should have um, more help even now. Um, so again, delegating for me is my biggest problem. And what's stopping me right now is the big trust issue because I'm working from my home. If I had like a full kitchen in my bakery where I had like a washing sink and I had like a half bath back there, then I would definitely be able to hire someone because that person had no need to come into my house, the inside of my house whatsoever honestly but because i don't have those things i still have to wash the dishes inside my my house my house kitchen and obviously the bathrooms are inside the house um yeah i just can't have just a random person coming into my house like that um the only time that i do that is when i have my classes and then when that happens usually my husband and my boys are not home when i'm doing the classes so um let's talk about the legalities this one is a fun one so to have a storefront, you need inspections per the Department of Agriculture. What are the requirements? I was shocked at how fast and easy that came. The guy was there for five minutes, if that, okay? And it took like two weeks for him to come out there and give us the okay for everything. But it was so easy. You need a three-compartment dishwashing sink. You need a mop sink. So it's like a sink separate just to mop your mop. Like not to mop your mop, to clean your mop or whatever. 
um, and you need a hand washing sink. And all of them have to have hot water. So a working water heater is a must, okay? And the water heater has to be like at a certain capacity. Um, I don't really remember what it was, but the one that we had was, and it was good. Um, in the city of Winter Park, which is where I was, you needed a hood. I talked about that before, even though you were not doing anything with the frying or whatever. Um, but I want to say, thankfully, the previous owner was the one who installed it. And so it was just cheaper to fix what it was wrong with it, which was the motor, versus having to install. If I had to install the hood completely per the requirements of Winter Park, then I definitely wouldn't have had to. I wouldn't have opened the shop. I wouldn't have been able to because that's a requirement. Orlando doesn't require that. Um, Orange County doesn't require that. Um, then the fire department came out to make sure that all fire alarms were working. Um, the emergency lights were working and exit sign lights were working as well. Uh, we had two different types of fire extinguishers, which that we needed, and they needed to be inspected every year. So before the fire department came, we also had to have the, I think it was the same people that did the inspections for the hood or they did the hood cleaning were the same ones that did the fire extinguisher um, cleaning and making sure that the valve was open and then closed and whatnot. It was like a weird mess and they put down the date that it was done and then the fire department came out to make sure that it was already inspected. Um, so that was the fire department job. So when the first time that they came in, um, they didn't approve us, they didn't pass us, so we failed the inspection because some of the light bulbs were out in the emergency lights. So we replaced them. Oh, also the fire alarms had to be working. So like we had to put new batteries on that and everything. Um, we replaced everything right away and they came back out and gave us the okay to open. So before they come out to you to inspect and make sure that you're good to open, you basically have to have everything. You have to have the oven, you have to have all your refrigerators, all the equipment that you're gonna need in order to open. Everything that you need to open. Basically, you just have to have the space ready, like if you're getting ready to open and then they come out and do the inspection and then they tell you, okay, you're good or you're not good. Um, for a long time, what was stopping us from being able to get the fire department, we were ready except for the fact that the oven still had not arrived and it was on, uh, back order because there was a metal shortage in the middle of the freaking pandemic because obviously we opened in the beginning of 2021 when the pandemic was still rambling around and you know it was a nightmare so we had ordered the oven well was one of the first things that we ordered and it took like four weeks for it to actually get to us and we were ready but we were just waiting on the stupid oven to arrive and then the fire department came out um, and then they did the inspection. We failed. We fixed everything. They came back and then gave us the okay to open. As soon as they gave us the okay to open, we announced our opening. Like we only gave like a three day notice. We were opening. <laughs> we're like we're we're get we're ready. Like we're done. I was dying to just open already. Um, you need a food permit to open a cake shop or a bakery shop. Um, it takes about three weeks for it to be approved, and you also need a business license. Um, and all that you can do it online. You also need to have, okay, so like working on my garage kitchen, I don't need any of that. The cottage food loss gives us a lot more freedom when it comes to that, even though there are certain requirements, like as far as fillings and buttercreams and kind of like certain things that we can provide and things that we cannot provide, um, but it's no way near as strict as having a storefront. Um, you also need to have insurance for your business, and the requirements for this specific space was $4 million per occurrence, you guys. I never even heard of that. $4 million per occurrence. And if I had a company vehicle, then I needed to have a $1 million policy for it as well, which was crazy to me. Um, but I didn't need the vehicle insurance because I didn't have a company vehicle. I just had my personal vehicle. Um, but I did use State Farm for the business insurance. And in the time that we were open, I paid close to $600 for insurance. Had I, cho had I been there for a year, then it would have been closer to 1k for my home bakery i use the flip program um if you have taken my uh, the smart baker class i talk about all of this and i link everything to that um you can find that class on my website orlandocakeacademy.com 
and I talk about the flip program. I pay $400 a year and I'm covered for 1 million per occurrence, which is what most venues request. And I also have my equipment insured, which is why it's $400. But if I didn't want to have my equipment insured, then it would only be $300 a year, which is nothing. It's nothing. The only thing with State Farm and any other insurance companies is that you can pay like on a monthly basis, a shorter, like a smaller fee. With the flip program, you have to pay it in advance. But I just, I'd rather do that. And in the long haul, you end up saving a lot of money. So whether you have a store or you work from home, you need to have insurance. You guys, if you don't have insurance, go on the website, flip program, please, please, please get yourself some insurance. Most venues will ask for proof of liability. If you're really working at a higher level, you need to have the insurance. Um, just this week, I had to show my proof of insurance to three different venues that I'm going to be delivering to. If I end up in the couples, if they were all for weddings, they were asking me, hey, do you have insurance? Because I want to book you, but I can't if you don't have insurance. And I was like, heck yeah. Imagine if I didn't have insurance. That's business that I am losing. That's business that you're losing. Get yourself some insurance. It pays for itself, literally. So have all your paperwork in order. It really does open doors for you. I also was doing classes uh, twice a month at the storefront. So I would have like master classes and then we'd have community classes. Like for Mother's Day, we did a mommy and me class uh, for Father's Day. We were there for Mother's Day, Father's Day. We did like a summer program for kids. Uh, we did junior bakers and then the mini bakers. So the mini bakers was so cute because it was like really small children. Like I think it was like we did four years old to like nine years old. And then we did the junior bakers was 10 years old to 17 years old, which was a lot of fun. Um, just very sassy because you know they're teenage teenagers um but the community classes were a lot of fun they were like an hour to two hours so it was no long classes or whatever um but then and the ladies nights that was a lot of fun because some of the ladies had been drinking before they came to the class and by the end of the class you know we had some booze too for them and some odors and whatnot and they got to decorate a sexy vanilla cake with chocolate dripping and chocolate covered strawberries and whatnot so by the end of the class they were pretty they were like a lot tipsy and then they went clubbing right after like they all became friends and they went out right after and they invited me out and I said uh -uh, I'm going home to my family <laughs> but it was fun like they create they made friendships out of that one class so that was really nice um and then I did like the master classes on select Sundays, um, like at least one Sunday a month I did a master class. But working from home, I can't do that at the same capacity. When I was doing the community classes, I was able to have up to 12 people in the shop. Um, in my bakery, I could only have four people max. Um, and not only because of capacity, but like I'm focusing a lot on my cake business right now. So I don't, and not having the space, but not having the time also um and the classes are now even spaced out like months in advance like the class for june has been full since april and i have been announcing it since april um and now i have the class in july the cake boot camp in july that's the summer program and it's going to be five days and there's only one space that has been filled so there's three spaces available for that class so if you are interested go to my website orlandocakeacademy.com and sign up for the class you will not regret it um so also these classes come at a higher price because it's more like more intense and more time obviously the the program is about 20 hours long um versus doing the master classes at the bakery or the store shop i mean the storefront it was only like five to six hours so the difference is a lot um when it comes to time but i also love that i can spend more time with each student working from my home um and i can really give a quality class like the quality class that i really 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 want to give um so all in all i feel like the experience of having a storefront has its pros and it, its cons um, but so does working from home like we talked about the freedom the legalities um, the overhead cause, etc., etc. But listen, like I said in the beginning, this isn't to instill fear in anybody or make anybody feel like, you know what, maybe I'm not going to open a shop. If you have it in your heart and that fire is burning for you to open a storefront, go for it. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Yeah, there's pros, yeah, there's cons, but you know what, that's with everything. If you really want it, do it. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. So 
we'll see what the future holds i hope that you guys are enjoying these podcasts go to uh, the link let me know what you guys think please give me a five star rating i really would appreciate it and it helps other listeners connect um and i'll talk to you guys later bye if you're enjoying this podcast don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on apple Podcasts. this helps me reach more latina listeners like you who also want to grow their cake business Visit my website, orlandocakeacademy.com, and join my email list for updates, new program announcements, and future classes. You can also find me on Instagram at bakingaboss. Thank you so much for your support, and remember, el cielo es el límite.